Hello everyone, it's 2.13 here and I just had my lunch. I hope you all are doing good and uh, I just finished my lunch and I was so keen to come back to you and do a recording of something interesting. I hope my enthusiasm is matched by a few of my listeners out there. And uh, so what do I want to share with you is something that I have personally done because otherwise it would be again reading and researching from the internet and then just reading out to you guys. Basically, even if I'm not reading out, it will be like um, not talking from first-hand experience. So today I'm going to tell you about sourdough bread. So uh, sourdough, it's, it's nothing that we are not aware of, although now it has made a big comeback. It's a very ancient bread. So this is not a new diet or nutrition trend uh, that has uh, emerged. It is um, a big time comeback of your ancient one of the most ancient in fact the only ancient way of making bread was by using sourdough now did it get your imaginations going Uh, because when i said the most ancient what could be the difference uh, from the new method of making bread so if you were to attempt uh, making bread, uh, that is if you don't want to go to the baker or you don't want to order it online, which is the go-to for everything these days and it's pretty comfortable. It works, believe me. I just love it. I just love the fact that I don't have to step out of the house by choice. So uh, anyway, so yeah, if you have to make bread at home, what you do is you will order dry yeast from outside or you'll go to a baker and get some yeast and then uh, start with your bread making. Uh, So here's the difference. Can you imagine uh, it was what BC? Let me just check in a moment. So it is when I said it's ancient. So one of the oldest sourdough breads uh, dates from 3700 BC so we are not talking about history here we are talking about civilization so it's from the time when people had not started documenting uh, this in history texts this is ancient civilization so bread is old this is established so what was the oldest method they would make bread from they definitely needed yeast with their flour so and there were no bakers there was no baker's yeast or dry yeast commercially available now so um, what they did was they made that culture so what that yeast uh, does to to your flour is it uh, grows in your flour so flour is basically the food or the medium okay or the yeast's nutrition. So yeast is a fungus, it's a living organism and uh, it will grow on your flour, water mixture and it produces more yeast which causes leavening of your flour basically you know in a nutshell. So this uh, essentially causes leavening of your bread flour. So that's what your dry yeast or active yeast does. Now what if I do not have that 
dry yeast culture activist, I can do that at home exactly the way the ancient, ancient civilization, my ancestors, remote, remote cousins, in this uh, in a sense that they were the same species. <laughs> So yeah, they used to do, what they used to do was they used to mix flour with water and because your natural wheat flour or wheat grain and some barn, uh, it contains, uh, you know, wild yeast, you know, by itself in it. So that wild yeast is the seed for that yeast culture. So in that uh, whole wheat flour and water mixture you will have your yeast now grow and it will leaven your uh, not leaven as of now no no so this is that flour uh, mixture it will feed and it will grow there now once it grows it just rises in that jar or the dish where you've kept it and then you need to uh, let it mature it takes some time to get mature depending on the temperature depending on the variety or the breed of yeast that is so it takes a couple of time a couple of days to for the culture to get mature and settle you know so uh, that kind of a stable culture takes a couple of days to make so how do I do that uh, so that replacing in the absence of the baker's yeast, making that yeast culture also naturally from scratch is the difference between your commercially available regular bread and a sourdough bread. And as the name tells you, sourdough really is sour, believe you me. So the first time you will find it very sour, but then you'll love the taste of it uh, because it feels like you're eating something which is close to you uh, your element it is not a chemical that is gonna block your system or it has a mix of non-nutritious and nutrition uh, so you know uh, yeah so uh, essentially you are doing everything from scratch so that culture and you know when you eat it I was talking about the taste that I forgot so when you're eating it uh, it tastes sour but you really get that wholesome food feel when you're eating it so I was going to say because it has come from earth and all that nutrition is preserved it's all natural so you feel connected to that taste because it's coming from earth so it shares the elements with us and that's the beauty of organic and natural foods and although these days everywhere on the shelf you got so many options to pick from which are organically made uh, but you have to realize that for something to be completely chemical free and 100% organic and natural uh, you have to do it yourself. You have to make it at home, making sure that every ingredient that you're using is almost as natural as possible, safe but natural as possible. So that's why I thought of doing this sourdough. And I, I read about it because it is currently a rage. Sour bro sourdough bread is a rage because it's very nutritious. Uh, what are the reasons that it is more nutritious? We'll just discuss it in a moment. Uh, but right now, uh, where I wa where was I? I was telling you that 
I made a sourdough bread and the first time, the second time I did not get it right. The third time was a charm. It was beautiful. It surprised me. So you have to tweak a little bit. Uh, how did I start? Um, I start everything that I don't know about by reading up about it and then YouTube. YouTube is my savior. I go to YouTube to look at any DIY videos and recipes, uh, be it uh, leaks, be it cracks or electricity repairs, minor. So yeah, and it has really been one of my best friends in this COVID period where it has helped me uh, sustain myself without any external help. So great. So that was about YouTube. So I looked up at a few recipes. I loved to listen to these guys, bakers. I, I picked recipes from bakers. So they were telling me how did they do it. And the process looked so attractive. I just really wanted to get to it. But, and I did essentially. Uh, but I realized that that was not practical for me because um, they gave me, so there is a proportion of water and flour that you use and it's important uh, to the development and stability of the culture. So when the baker did it, uh, he had a larger quantity of culture and so it became a little difficult for me to follow everything to the T what he was saying and when you're starting off with something you would like to stick to everything that a recipe says so that if it does not come right if you follow it to the T then you know what to tweak but if you you know improvise right from the beginning without knowing the rationale then you may end up with something which is not so good but you don't know what went wrong so it's good if you follow a method uh, from beginning to the end and then you can uh, tweak so it took me three attempts to get it right so all right let us start with culture making so you know it took me 10 days uh, not took me uh, I preferred 10 days uh, to let my culture mature so on day one if you start making the culture it will be the 10th day that you will make your loaf it can be earlier but now the winters are setting in so a uh, 10th day was a good time you can in fact try on the seventh day as well in Indian weather right now so what to do I started what I did I can tell you because otherwise there are a lot of recipes on the internet and YouTube so what I did was I used only three teaspoonfuls of whole wheat flour not refined or all-purpose flour I used a whole wheat flour because it has a lot of natural goodness and fiber as I said wild yeast so <clears throat> there are lot of strains there in whole wheat flour rather than refined flour so I used a whole wheat flour three teaspoonfuls I added sugar granulated sugar or what you can do is uh, you can use a non sweetened unsweetened pineapple juice because it has a mix of acidity and it is a mix of sugar so a uh, sugar uh, gives a food basically it feeds your yeast initially so it helps in a good proliferation or growth 
on the first day so what i did was uh, what i did right was is what i'm going to tell you so i took three teaspoonfuls of whole wheat flour three teaspoonfuls of no two teaspoonfuls of water and i added granulated sugar because and i did not have pineapple juice so what i did was one teaspoonful of granulated sugar and a big lemon squeeze in that jar so i mixed these to a thick paste not too thick like a dough but easily stirrable kind of consistency so i did that and then i waited and you have to check it so you, i checked it after 12 hours in the evening and i saw there was some activity there and what does activity mean when you look at the few videos because you will have to this is not a recipe blog i'm just sharing some tips with you and making it an interesting lesson and i just wanted to share it with you because i did it and i was really happy uh, all right so yes so you put it in a jar you check it in the evening once you've checked it you will see some activity there so don't be too in a hurry to do anything leave it there just give it a stir with a what i used to stir it is maybe chopstick or fork and i want to give it a slow good folding and stirring so that i incorporate a lot of oxygen and also this jar you do not want to screw the cap of the jar you just want to place it lightly on the jar because you want the gases to escape and also you want the oxygen to enter so once you've given it a stir on day one then day two morning i checked there was more activity so i was happy to see the activity but again i just gave it a stir and i left it on the second day evening i saw that there was a lot of activity a lot of activity means a lot of bubbling a lot of uh, let's say the consistency had become a little thinner than what it was and it just looked alive to me and happy color also changes uh, so once uh, I waited for the initial two days because uh, when I added the whole wheat flour initially it did not have a lot of yeast it just had a few yeast spores and a few bacteria we will talk about which yeast and which bacteria but it had just a little bit of those uh, guys so they just became more they grew from two to eight to sixteen I, I'm not ba I'm bad at math so you do the math so they just grew you know and so now I can assume that this mix has a lot more of these guys and it's like a colony and they are happy but now it's the end of the second day so they are hungry okay they are living beings so they have done what they had to do with the flower now you need you need to refresh your culture this is a very important step please never forget it they are hungry they're asking for food they're beautiful so what you do is you add no don't add yet what you do is you skim most of your culture from here and you just leave a one teaspoonful out of that three that you initially used three is now uh, become four because it has risen okay so you remove again three you just leave one there and you again replenish it or refresh your culture with three teaspoonfuls of uh, your sorry three tablespoonfuls of your 
a whole wheat flour and three tablespoonfuls of water and now no need to add sugar and uh, acid so you just give it a stir and then now you know after you have refreshed it uh, you have to feed it every 12 hours because there is a colony so it will you know eat uh, all that food faster it'll consume everything there is uh, faster so every 12 hours is the cycle you need to check you need to do, repeat this process you need to skim uh, three quarters and you just have to leave a one-fourth and then you have to replenish it with the same quantity of flour and water and stir so uh, you know uh, when you see the recipes there are different proportions different amount of flour and water that they use but if you do too much uh, you know water uh, for example if i had started with 50 gram 50 gram flour and 50 mils of water then in the end of the 10th day when i keep replenishing there's a lot of wastage because you're discarding uh, i will tell you if you don't want to discard something that you can do with the dough any uh, uh, with a culture but for now when you are discarding because till the 10th day it's no good your culture is not uh, very mature so you're discarding uh, little by little and every day it's a waste so that's why i started with a little quantity so that even if i throw it doesn't hurt me and bakers use like 500 grams or 100 grams and they keep on replenishing it it so it becomes 100 to 200 and then in the end you're left with a bucket of uh, culture they can consume it i don't uh, think it was practical at home so uh, this is what i did and on the 10th day what i did uh, my 100 grams 250 grams i made it in a nutella jar and also you may want to change your jars uh, every second day or so because you do not want you want it to be clean basically you don't want that dried stuff on the walls of your jar so uh, i started with the 250 grams nutella jar and now uh, at the end of the 10th day i had that jar three fourth full with my culture and i was ready to bake so i skimmed a three fourth of this culture again as i do and i fed this culture refreshed it and i kept it aside and this culture i left it uh, f uh, for like 30 minutes or so because I wanted to see intense activity and then I measured out the, the flour and water the way I wanted to make bread according to the quantity and I mixed it with it and then I let it, let it rest for the whole day so that it leavens and in fact you know the quantity of the flour you will see in the videos recipe videos you'll have to knead it uh, but don't focus so much on kneading because uh, you know when the yeast is flourishing because it's a pretty mature culture that you've used so when it's flourishing in your flour it leavens the flour the flour becomes light fluffy airy and it has a lot of honeycombs and it is stretchy so when you try and keep it covered uh, you know you have to assess whether your flour or your this dough is ready to go into the oven so now when you see it it is like double in size there's a lot of honeycomb and it's a very active flower 
and uh, sorry dough so now it's ready to bake and you will look at the temperature what i did was i gave it a couple of kneads uh, three times a day in, in indian weather it took me like 12 hours for the dough to completely become double in size and then i turned it into a smooth ball and i dusted my uh, baking dish you can use any types that you want but you dust it and you first you layer it with olive oil then you gently dust it with some flour and very lightly dust okay uh, we do not want the dry flour to be burning on the sides of your baking dish so this is what i did and then i transferred my dough to this dish i covered it up i again left it for one hour why because in this one hour what i did was i preheated my oven to 230 degrees celsius uh, and uh, then what i did was i when i put this dish into the oven i covered it with a high enough lid there should be space for it to rise in the dish but uh, you know um, it, it should always be covered because you don't want it to lose moisture you want it to bake through and through to its center you do not want the obviously this is common sense you don't want it to you know brown on the outside and be raw on the inside so i covered it i baked it at 230 for 30 minutes and then i took the lid off and i again baked it for 10 minutes and this was my whole wheat sourdough bread so the dough i used was again a whole wheat sourdough a whole wheat dough so uh, this bread came out really wonderful. I have uh, the poster of my episode as the picture of this glamorous, beautiful baby. It surprised me. It was the third time, the first and the second time. Why should I bother you with it? Because it was not great. This is what I did and I tweeted and it came out pretty good. Now, how is it? The taste, as I told you, I boasted about the taste, but I was not boasting. I'm telling you, you will get addicted to it. Also, I was telling you if you, okay, after the 10th ten, day, the starter that was left and now you had refreshed it, you let it stand out for as long as your dough is also leavening. And so that now, again, this culture has time to mature. In the evening, you will see activity in this culture and can go in the ref now because it's mature, it's stable. It can go in the ref so that you have to feed it less often. But please don't just let, leave it there. Although it will be slower, it will be sleeping most of the time. But every three or four days or so, whenever you decide to bake your bread or do nothing with it, at least feed it. What I did was um, the next time I baked that bread out of this mature culture, the kind uh, you know that was left over after what i needed for my culture or even if you're not baking and you just want to feed it after four days what will you do with the uh, amount that you have skimmed so now you let it rest you let it rest for a couple of hours because it has just come out of its sleep you let it become active and you will again start seeing the activity what you can do is you can go on the internet look at recipes with sourdough you can make bread you can make cookies you can make cakes and definitely they are more healthier they are definitely healthier than what you get commercially first of all they're all natural they're chemical free that you've put together yourself you know what is gone in it, gone in it uh, you don't know well, uh, this you can never know this when you buy it off shelf 
regardless of what's written on the packaging so okay sourdough bread is as i told you is made by the fermentation of dough using naturally occurring uh, lactobacilli and yeast so lactobacilli is the bacteria and yeast is that fungus now, don't be grossed out it's a good thing it's a good fungus in your body in your gut it's this colony of yeast and lactobacilli which actually help you digest your food so these are the good gut bacteria and organisms and they also help absorption of important nutrients uh, in your gut and without these guys in your gut you do not have a very healthy microbiome in your intestines so and this these probiotic drinks that you see outside these days are nothing but a replacement of that microbiome to people who do not have it if you have it then having a few extra of these guys does not hurt it's all good so uh now the process is not that active bakers or commercially produced yeast i'm using biological leavening right instead of using the baker's yeast and so the lactic acid which is produced by this lactobacilli it gives it a more sour taste and it improves uh, its qualities you know and it keeps uh, the nutrition intact it does not break down any proteins too much it it keeps the flavor intact and it keeps the nutrition intact and it actually you know uh, in italian mediterranean diet this is one of the staple ingredients staple of their diet a sourdough bread and so and also i said this is not a new fad or trend it may be a new trend but the culture or tradition is age old it dates back to ancient civilizations as i told you and and you know what they actually found a sourdough bread you know uh, which was excavated in switzerland you know and that was actually dating back to 3700 bc but the origin of uh, agriculture is the time which was in several thousand years earlier than 3700 bc that was the time since then the bread was being made this way and obviously they relied on only uh, this natural yeast and the leavening agent which is your baker's yeast it just dates back to 150 years but it completely had replaced sourdough or natural cultures and now i'm so happy that it has made a big comeback so this is all about your sourdough bread and a little recipe that i told you uh it has qualities affecting your health as i told you so it's great for skin it's great for nails it's great for hair basically it's great for your digestion so it helps absorption of many important nutrients and it's fortified with all the good stuff that you can imagine getting out of a carbohydrate you know so sourdough bread also is good for people who may have diabetes uh, because it has a really low glycemic index uh, compared to any other type of bread and you also how did i miss out on this you know like i made a whole wheat sourdough bread you can play with almost any flour i'm not saying you will get it right on the first time but there is no limitation to what flour you can use you can use rye you can use multi millet mix you can use almost anything 
that works that has gluten even if it is gluten free it turns out beautiful like i said millet and rice so it is gluten free but it still has an amazing taste you can go and check out recipes so you can play with your dough and flour and the acidity of the sourdough bread during fermentation uh, it has one advantage it inhibits the formation of phytates so what is phytates phytates is um, all right there is a not so wanted uh, byproduct or a necessary ingredient of all the grains and legumes and what it does is it inhibits the absorption of your dietary minerals so this acid uh, during a slow sourdough fermentation breaks down and inhibits the formation of phytates so it obviously boosts the absorption of your dietary minerals and in one review a sourdough bread made from whole grains was recommended as a key daily food in what did i tell you italian mediterranean diet so that's about sourdough i will not i i don't think i have more but you know i'll be very keen to hear from you guys how did you like it and please do try it at home it's addictive i will not want to eat any other bread now even for a change so that's how good it tastes go for it take care bye bye see you soon